and welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. As always, make sure you like, subscribe, download, do all the cool little thingy-doos you do to a podcast. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday from 3 to 7, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. The First Amendment of the United States. That is really the bedrock of the United States Constitution, right? That and the Second Amendment. Um, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peacefully, uh, peaceably to assemble and petition the government for redress of grievances. Now, that part right there, freedom of speech, that is just like every other amendment to the United States Constitution that we have right now, it is under attack. And it is, it is under attack more now than it has ever been. And we really started seeing this a great deal during COVID. And that is because remember, when the government will suspend your rights because of an emergency, then the government will create emergencies in order to suspend your rights. And that's exactly what we've got going on right now. So during COVID, if you said anything like, hey, hey, I'd really like to try some hydroxychloroquine, or hey, I might start taking ivermectin, they would just come in and shut you down. They would shut you down in a heartbeat. They would censor you. So all of these people out there, Whenever I would talk about this on the radio, people were like, well, Charlie, you know, uh, Twitter is a, uh, a private company and they can do whatever they want. Uh, and really, it has nothing to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because you see, those that have been around a while, those that have a little gray hair or thinning hair, they, they've seen things. We've seen what the government is capable of doing. And all of us knew. That this wasn't Jack Dorsey making these decisions. This wasn't Mark Zuckerberg making all of these decisions. Of course, they were complicit in it. But we knew that somewhere lurking in the background was the United States government. That's right. Trying to shut down freedom of speech. And boy, we found out that we were absolutely right. I take great joy uh, and uh, although, no, I'll rephrase that. I take great pride in being right, not the bad pride, the good pride. And then, um, but I don't, I, t- I don't take a lot of joy in it. I really don't. Because a lot of times when we are, when conservatives are right, it really is that something bad is going on in this country and it really needs to be stopped. So not only was it about COVID, it was also about things like, oh, I don't know, Hunter Biden's laptop being Russian disinformation. It was also things like the whole Russia, Russia, Russia hoax that was shut down. And from the Durham report, we actually found out that our intelligence community was behind this. Elvis Chang, who worked with the FBI, went to the headquarters of Twitter and told them, hey, guys, you know, we got some information coming you guys might want to be aware of, and you probably need to shut this down. In fact, we've also found out that the White House was directly responsible in working to have certain things on certain social media sites shut down, scoured from existence. Now, that is a direct open 
violation of the United States Constitution. Now, folks, let me tell you something. If you violate someone's civil rights, there's a good chance you're going to be arrested and you're going to go to jail. At the very least, you're going to be fined. But how come it is when the United States government violates our civil rights, our constitutional rights, nothing happens to them. They don't even get a slap on the wrist. They don't get removed from Congress. They don't get fined individually. No, it never, ever happens. Now, our Constitution is completely unique because it is one of the very few, if not the only, Constitution in the world that actually takes the power away from the centralized government and gives it to the people. And there's nobody that hates that more than the government. They can't stand having their powers limited. So ultimately, somewhere deep down inside, they hate the Constitution unless they can use it against you. When they can use it against you, they're completely for it. When they can use their actions against you and violate the Constitution, they're completely for that too. So recently we have found out from Jim Jordan that the United States government has been involved in censoring Americans the federal government, and their disinformation experts. Now, who are these experts? Oh, you see, the government turned to places like universities, colleges, big tech, and many other organizations working together through the Election Integrity Partnership to monitor and censor American speech. According to one Election Integrity Partnership member, the EIP was created at the request of CISA. Now, CISA is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. That is a federal government agency. So what we've learned now that the Election Integrity Partnership used CISA to monitor your speech. Now, like I said, the uh, the head of the EIP said that the uh, they were the EIP was created in, in working on some monitoring ideas with CISA. Let's just take a look. This is from an email from Graham Brookie to uh, the Atlantic Council, the AtlanticCouncil.org. Thanks and understood. Given the work that DFR Lab does on geopolitics, technology, and election interference with GEC, we were just caught off guard because they asked us about it. I'm not as concerned on the money or the project, but rather consolidating our approach to GEC as we go into the reasons for expanded renewals on two separate multi-year agreements in the six-figure range that cover a significant amount of our work on elections and all of our work in South Africa and Latin America. On the DHS app, fake news, and any other U.S. election-related work, it would be great to sync up as well. I know the council has a number of efforts on broad policy issues around the elections, but we just set up an election integrity partnership at the request of DHS slash CISA and are in weekly comms to debrief on disinformation, etc. That was from Graham Brookie. So there's the evidence that the EIP, the Election Integrity Partnership was actually funded and started by CISA, the Cybersecurity Intelligence, uh, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. So this, this is a de facto now. The EIP is now a de facto government agency. And what is their job? To censor you.
Well, I tell you what, the federal government has sure been working hard lately. Not only are they spying on you and just about everything you do online, they're also censoring you and everything that they do online. Here's an email from Alex uh, Stamos at Stanford EDU. Hey, Kate, do you have any time this afternoon to chat? We're working on some election monitoring ideas with CISA, and I would love your informal feedback before we go too far down this road. Sorry for the last-minute ask, but things that should have been assembled a year ago are coming together quickly this week, signed Alex. Just another uh, bit of evidence that the federal government, through CISA and the EIP, were actively working to monitor your conversations online. Now, the EIP stakeholders included the federal government. The way this worked, EIP stakeholders, which, like I said, included the federal government, universities, all of these uh, nonprofit or, or, or non-governmental organizations, they would report to the EIP. And the EIP would then report to, well, they would analyze the report, and then they would submit that report to big tech, with a recommendation on how to censor. Oh, well, that's lovely. Now, these are non-public documents and information from Stanford that they turned over only after Jim Jordan threatened them with contempt. So who were just some of the people that were targeted? Well, Donald Trump was targeted. Tom Tillis was targeted. Newt Gingrich, Governor Mike Huckabee, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Muriel Hemingway, who else is on this list? Oh, it goes on and on. Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, Jack Posobiec, uh, Benny Johnson, Tom Fitton, the Babylon Bee. All of these people were looked at by these organizations for the sole purpose of censoring them. So according to one EIP member, um, the EIP was created, like I said, at the request of CISA. And they used it. So what, what speech was actually targeted for censorship here? Well, it, it just true information. They looked at information that did not go along with their talking points. But it wasn't just that. Jokes, political opinions, political cartoons were also targeted. Anything that did not agree with their ideology. So did you? have a social media post that was targeted by the EIP? Well, it might be. I mean, we have heard many, many times that people were shadow banned. You would actually be shut down online and you wouldn't even know it. You would just notice, oh, I'm not getting as many responses to my text as I normally do, or nobody's commenting on this on Facebook. Oh, there was a reason for that. Because the algorithms that they came up with shut you down and they limited the people that could see what you were putting out there. Now, remember, this is only conservatives. This is only conservatives. It's only Republicans. Democrats did not get affected by this. Remember the whole ivermectin thing? If you, you, could, you could put out anything you wanted to about the positive benefits of ivermectin, and they would shut you down. However... If you posted something like, hey, guys, ivermectin is nothing but horse dewormer, that actually got pushed to more people. Yours got squashed. Theirs got pushed. The American people 
deserve to know if they were targeted by their own government and all of these quote-unquote disinformation experts. Hopefully, these documents are going to be uh, made publicly very, very soon. But we are finding out more and more and more. But this is what I'm talking about when I say that the 2020 election and the 2016 election, although Donald Trump won that one, the 2020 election was fraudulent. Oh, but Charlie, there's no evidence. No, there is evidence. There's plenty of evidence. Now, let's just say, just to play devil's advocate here, and we've done this before, let's just say that every single one of Joe Biden's 81 million votes were actually legitimate, that people, 81 million people did actually show up and vote for Joe Biden. Let's just suspend reality and, 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 and go with that concept. It doesn't matter because the government was censoring conservative speech. The government was censoring conservative post. 51 intelligence agents signed off on a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation or rather had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. And these folks at the social media sites went with it. But it wasn't just them. It was also Google. If you've got a, a, a Gmail account, go to it. Click on your spam folder just for a minute and see how many fundraising emails you get from Donald Trump in your spam folder. Now go look at your inbox and try to find them. Are they there? No, it's completely different. Google was pushing Donald Trump and Trump associate emails for fundraising into your spam folder, a place that they know you never go to look except to clear it out once in a while. Or maybe somebody says, hey, check your spam folder. And then you look at it and surprise, surprise, surprise. So how is this not considered cheating? I consider it cheating of the highest order. Is anybody going to go to jail for it? No, not really. Hopefully, Jim Jordan and the members of Congress will actually be able to get together and have a hearing on this. Not holding my, not crossing my fingers and not holding my breath on that because we know how Congress has been working as of late. But certainly, hopefully, something can be done. I don't think it's going to be done under this administration, though. We're going to have to wait until we get a Republican, and I mean a real Republican, a real conservative, a real America first conservative in the White House to get anything on this done. Because, folks, this is where the government has absolutely crossed the line and violated your constitutional rights once again. So always keep up your censor censors. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.